Project Sabian is a podcast meant to engage our brothers and sisters in the law enforcement and military communities in conversations that we all know we need to have. All opinions you'll hear are our own, are protected by our First Amendment of the United States Constitution, and in no way reflect or are meant to reflect the opinion of any specific agency, officer, or service member. Some opinions may be controversial. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. up dude what's going on buddy i love this beat pretty good right oh yeah i like it project sapien guys check out our website projectsapien.org email us at projectsapien2020 at gmail.com we want to say thank you to our supporters vector shields gym junkies havoc journal our partners the weekly havoc podcast second mission live boston 617 wellness for warriors od kit eagle eye firearms ma.com guntrack.app Hulay-Law.com, Fit Cops, 22 Mohawks, and Joint Operation. We want to say thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you for making us the number one military and law enforcement podcast on the planet. So, guys, Iman says he's got a little bit of a surprise for me. <laughs> uh, not that kind of surprise. Giggity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to do this uh, sort of... Uh, uh, a preemptive to an article that I'm uh, gonna write uh, for Havoc Journal. Oh boy! So I'm just gonna kind of <laughs> go off the cuff because I've been thinking about it all day to write about it. But then I was like, you know what? We're recording tonight. Fuck it. We're just gonna talk about it. I'm kind of excited. <sighs> That's why you got the chubby there, dude. Is that why that I'm sitting down? Sucks. I can't stand up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Go uh, on. <laughs> so we are gonna talk about today. Uh, Department of Children Services. What? DCF, Department uh, of Children's Family, uh, however you guys call it in your respective states, and the broken system that it is. Oh, my God. I'm already angry. Yeah. Well, you just wait. <laughs> oh, you just wait. You just wait. Wait, you me. have a story? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This All is right. fairly recent. DCF, right? Let's just, before we get into the story. Okay, go ahead. I think there's well intention there. I agree. There's, I'm, I'm in, in our state, when you do like a 51A, yeah, right, they can definitely help children out. Yep. 51A is for the elderly too. No, no, that's children. Just children. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Elder abuse is a different one. Is a different one. Yeah. Right. So the, the intent as well. Yes. I've heard of some good stories, so they're not all bad. Oh yeah. No, I've got good stories. Tell me what happened today. But here's the thing. There are good stories, but they are few and far between. Yeah. We're on the front lines and we deal with this shit every single day. Correct. And we see the failures more than the successes. It's not one of those things where, you know, uh, like in law enforcement, our successes are never talked about, our failures are. No, there are successes with DCF, which I can tell you there are successes, but the failures are of epic proportion compared to these successes. Okay. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll start with this. So... Been working on this, um, we'll call it Home for Troubled Youths. Okay. Utes. What's a youth? <laughs> What's a <laughs> two youths. What's a youth? <laughs> so, God. Yep. Uh, troubled Youths. Uh, now, troubled I, I, as in like 
severe trauma early in their childhood, um, ranging from extreme abuse, drugs, you name it. They're, they're the ones that, you know, when we bust into a drug dealer's house and they're infants and we try to rescue them out of yeah. that house, that, that's those kids. So okay. they've already had the uh, shitty end of the stick for their life. Not their fault. Not they, their fault at all. They've been launched into a world of shit. Yep. By parents that are shitty. shitty. Exactly. Who don't deserve to be parents. So they leave it up to the state to raise them. Okay. So dealing with this, uh, 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 this troubled home, uh, you know, the usual runaways or, you know, larcenies, whatever, whatever, you know, the shit that goes on. So there's been this juvenile constantly running away, constantly. I'm like, you know, and, and we're, we go there ever since this child was put there. You're talking multiple times uh, a month we have to go over there to do a missing persons report. So the kid just keeps running away. Yeah, keeps running away. But he, there's, a, uh, there's a motive behind it because he has some queen or some girlfriend that lives in another city that he wants to go see. Ah, the but plot thickens. Plot thickens, except except he doesn't get the passes to be able to go see this individual or be able to get out of the house to do whatever he wants, whatever, because, you know, he's, uh, he's troubled. So there's, yep. there's, there's a lot of parameters he needs, uh, he needs before they allow him to go out. And when you say they allow him, it's the DCF, the staff. Yeah. The staff. Okay. And the, the, uh, house, uh, of, of the, uh, troubled youths, their staff, um, there's been a turnover and actually good people are now in there and okay. it's actually really nice to, uh, build a relationship with the staff and the kids now, because now the staff is willing, you know, the new staff is like, we need law enforcement support. We need a relationship sure. We need this because it's like, well, yeah, you, your house, your, your house is in our community. So why don't you want, right. you know, the previous ones weren't like that. Yeah. They Complete, like, no, we don't want really police anywhere. And they probably didn't give a shit. No, they didn't give a shit. So this kid keeps running away, running away. So, you know, finally, phone call comes from upstairs to me. And they were like, hey, uh, something needs to be done about this kid. Because you and I both know, though, as as a juvenile, as a child, when someone's reported missing slash endangered, it, it, it triggers a lot of uh, reactions on our part sure. because rightfully so if there is a juvenile that's missing endangered slash kidnapped whatever yeah uh, patrol officer has to go there supervisor has to go there and detective gets assigned to it you know there's there's many steps and yep. then detective has to investigate it thoroughly find the missing youth if uh, you, you know if they're myth- missing or endangered to figure it all out it takes some time yep. it's not a quick fix so to speak it's delicate too it's, it is extremely delicate that's why I'm not revealing any names or sure. nothing like that that because sure. it involves kids. So this kid keeps running away. But he runs away to for something specific. Not like run away as in run away. He's more, I don't know if I should even label him as run away. More like he leaves school and goes sees his, his girl. Yeah, so he's and not leaving all. and going to like a homeless shelter no, or live no, under no. the bridge. No, no, no. He's, he's going to see a particular person that he's interested yeah. in or a couple friends here and there, that, that, which is whatever. Now stop me, stop, stop me if I'm wrong. Every time that you hear that this kid's run, quote unquote run away, you kind of know what's going on, but you still treat it with you kid to. gloves, no yeah, pun intended. You have to. Because it could be the time that he did run away to yeah. a shelter or he is overdosing yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. So so this juvenile, uh, he uh, he ends up uh, going and, and so um, 
the uh, director of this house uh, did a, did the right. So he said, all right, I, I, I get it. He is quite the pain. I said, hey, how about this? Why don't you move him somewhere closer? To the girlfriend? Yeah, like there's plenty of homes around. You know what I mean? There's other group homes. There's other, the, the, these facilities are everywhere around yeah. the state. Yeah. Right? Well, why don't you move him closer? And the director was like, oh, that's a great idea. Maybe that will uh, that will alleviate. Yeah. Hey, so I'm going to have uh, a meeting with DCF and, uh, and you know, we're going to, uh, we're going to, you know, I'm going to bring up that issue. And I said, hey, if you want, I can get on the call with you. Yeah. It was a Zoom conference thing. I was like, I'm more than happy to do it with you. You're doing a lot. Yeah. You're, so, you're doing a shit ton. So... Uh, well, I mean, just the nature of my unit. I mean, you know, we're plainclothes, proactive. So we, we like, yeah. I like to get into thick of things right away. So I get on this Zoom call today. And I'm telling them what's going on. I'm Who, telling who's them. Who's on the Zoom call? Uh, three DCF workers. Yep. Um, his DCF um, counselor. And uh, the people in that house, the you know the the program director. So all decision makers. All decision makers. Yep. The decision makers actually more on the level of DCF, not so much the group. You know the home. Right. The home is more. Right. You know this is what we need DCF. Yeah. And you know try to get DCF to provide whatever. So so if you want to think about it, it's going to be like group home is middle management, DCF upper management. And you're there to f help facilitate. Yeah, help facilitate middle management to upper management. Gotcha. So I laid down all the facts. This is what's going on. This is what's happening. I even gave him, uh, actually, a crime analyst did a great job. He broke it down by uh, minutes it takes for an officer just to take the report in terms of duration of the call, wow. stuff like that. So at one point, I was like, hey, we were there for 197 minutes yeah. one day doing this whole investigation and all that. Wow. So, so it's like, so it, just to show the drain of resources, because we know where this kid's going. He's, he's not endangered. Right. But the armchest of the day it is, but that's why we have to work the way we work. Right. But it seriously is a drain where our detectives could be doing something else or the patrol officer could be investigating something else or working on something else versus this kid who keeps, quote unquote, running away to go see his friend. So, look, there's a lot of time wasted in all kinds of things with law enforcement. Yeah. Right. And sometimes you can't get around it, but you have a, you have a, you have sets of data. Yeah. Right. You know the thing, you know the circumstances intimately. Yeah. You have an ability to mitigate some of these situations, mitigate some of the time wasted, all exactly. that stuff, right? Exactly. So I'm just trying to get a picture of everything yeah. going on, yep. laying it out for the people listening too, because yep. they're probably just as curious as I am. So go on. Yeah. So on the Zoom call, and you know, I, I give them you know, all the data and all the information and everything. I said, so in a nutshell, um, you know, I, I kind of leave it to D, DCF. I was like, all right, so, I mean, what solutions do you guys to present to the table? They didn't have any. They said, oh, we were hoping you you had something because of, you know, your work, blah, 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 blah. I was like, well, yeah, I mean, um, the one main solution I have is move them somewhere closer. Right. Oh, well, the program he's in right now, he needs to graduate from it before we're able to move him to a different location, which I get. I get there's levels of care for these kids and sometimes they, they need the certain level yeah. that they need. Um, but again, uh, I'm like, okay, is, am I missing something then? There's gotta be something else going on here. Why they're so kind of, eh, don't want to move him. Just standoffish. Yeah, standoffish, whatever. 
So the house director uh, kind of chimes in eventually, and he says, oh, no, not the house, actually the, the boss of that house, uh, a girl, uh, a woman, uh, she says, well, actually, officer, what I can do is maybe we can talk about uh, other issues that this kid has been presenting that are of concern other than the running away. I'm like, hmm. What are the other issues? DCF says, uh, I'm sorry, officer, but I don't think we need to disclose that to you right now, um, uh, especially on this call. So how am I supposed to make a decision for you without knowing all of the information? I kind of flipped out. What'd you say? I said, oh, so what you're telling me is he shouldn't be at this home and maybe needs to be a higher level care, like a locked facility. Because if there's issues going on and you're not willing to disclose them, I have a problem with that. Because now there's a kid in the community that I have no idea what's going on with him. Yeah, and it, you're not disclosing it to a police officer. Yeah. Like you're, it's not like you're a civilian or yeah. a newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm here for the call for a reason. So, so I went off on them just going like, why is this so hard? Yeah. Why are you making it more difficult than it is? And it's not just like the only story that I've dealt with in terms of DCF, but there's so many others I deal with and you deal with and cops across the country deal with Yeah, where we just time and time again, we see the failures. We go into a house of, of, of drug users, right? Mom and, mom and dad, uh, both high on heroin all the time, needles everywhere in the house. Yep. And you, you grab this infant and call DCF. DCF takes the kid only for you to find out two days later, kids back in that house. And you're just like, here we go again. I'm sorry to say, but it's just like in every profession. So we're not trying to just dog on DCF, yep. but in every profession, you're going to find the people, the check boxers, right? Yep. The people that just push the paperwork down the road mm -hmm. that don't give a shit. Well, I, it feels like uh, DCF has more checkboxers than actual workers. I can I can say, dude, I've I've met some again, not all. I've met some that are fantastic and have their heart into helping kids and yeah. saving kids. But I've met some that you can tell are just like, when's my lunch break? Well, exactly. Well, <laughs> well that's the thing. Like, like for example, they were telling me today uh, the uh, this home were telling me to be today about counselors who get assigned to these uh, 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 schools where you know where these troubled youths go to, um, and some counselors don't want to be there because they're quote unquote afraid of these kids. And I was so, like, well, that's why you're a fucking right. social worker. That's not a surprise to the job. You knew. No, exactly. Well, which I, I gave, you know, I made a joke. I was like, yeah, that's like me being a cop and not wanting to go to a stabbing. Yeah. No, that was scary. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 I don't no. want to see blood. No. I'm not here to, yeah, nope, nope. Oh, uh, 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 assault in progress. Nope. I'm going the other way. That's like training to be a pilot <laughs> yeah. and being afraid of heights. <laughs> well, it, well, actually I've heard that if you uh, become a pilot that you'll get over your fear of heights. Which it actually You know what I was saying. <laughs> no, 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 I was going to say that that's not true because my uncle got kicked out of a plane going skydiving because he was uh, afraid of heights and he grabbed the pilot's leg because he refused to jump out and the pilot kicked him out of the plane. Stop. Yeah. Right in the face. Boom. Oh my God. Yeah. Anyways. Good times. <laughs> Anyways. So yeah, no, it's, it, it's like, it, it, it dumbfounds me that you have individuals in these positions because all they want is a job. Right. That's exactly it. It happens. I talk about it. We talk about it all the time in policing. Same thing. They just want a job. People just 
want a job to get a paycheck and do the bare minimum. Kicking the can down the road. But the thing is, though, we are in a profession that you can't have that. I mean, you have, again, people like in DCF who are too fucking lazy. Here, here's the, the thing. There's one of the kids, right? One of the kids I talked to today. Supposedly, this kid was very, very standoffish the day prior about, you know, introducing me to him and all that and, yeah. and, and you know, sort of kind of that rapport building. And I show up today and we, we get to talk and the kid talked to me for like 20, 25 minutes. Just and about general shit? Just general shit and his grievances about DCF. Now, this kid, uh, he's, he's young and he's been through hell in terms of his life. Yep. And there's a reason why he has... Um, these extreme anger outbursts because that's all he knows where he right. breaks shit, whatever. I guess a few days ago he got into a tussle with three cops and you know, all, all kinds of shit, uh, not in our city, but somewhere else. But uh, it goes to show the level that he's at yep. that he goes from zero to hundred and doesn't know how to come back down. So he, he's telling me how, which the director confirmed that his counselor for five months no contact to him, even though the DCF worker is supposed to get in, get in contact with him at least once a month, but five, five months. months of no communication with oh, this kid. I'm sorry. That is a complete and utter failure. Oh, but that's the thing that those are the things I see, right? Not well, only is that a failure, that's accountability. Oh, like, big time. Like, again, it, it's one of those things where you took the job for, you know, you, you signed the dotted line for that job. It's like me joining the military and not wanting to go to war. To go to war. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've, I've dealt with those too. But, yeah, I signed the dotted line to go to war. I became a cop and badge to uh, protect the community and protect the helpless and, and, and victims and yeah. kick ass, uh, you know, kick fucking assholes asses, which is awesome. <laughs> it's always fun to do that. And also, on top of that, be that voice. Exactly. Be that voice for, for example, like this, this home and, and these kids who are asking for this help in their own way, whether it's lashing out or doing whatever, but it's like they, like this kid, he doesn't want to be at that home anymore. Right. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he wants to move on. He wants to grow. He wants to be able to do other things, but you know, I understand, you know, like, like the director said, you know, with this kid, two step forward, 10 steps back, but DCF is not helping the way they're treating this kid. No, they're putting the entire ball in his court. Exactly. Which the kid, okay, there's a certain amount of personal accountability. Oh, absolutely. But when you're faced with a brick wall on all four sides. Yeah. What are you supposed to fucking do? Well, that's the thing. So uh, it goes back to the way these kids were conditioned when they were little. When they hit those four brick walls, what are they going to do? They're going to lash out and break through whatever walls in their own way. People don't understand the severity of what it means to be an influence in a child's life. No, they don't. They have no fucking clue. They don't understand that our children are the future. Yeah. Every child in this country is the future. Yeah. So if we don't, if we aren't dumping massive resources into child services from the police down to DCF to you name it from schooling and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Massive resources. I'm not talking yeah. about some kind of socialist no, uh, utopia. No. no, no. Right? Whatever we can do, yeah. do it. DCF is something that we can do. I'm in just, I mean, just no, got no, hit in no, the no. face. Yeah, with the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, no, I, I, 100%. I agree. I pulled up a couple of statistics while we were yeah. talking. All right, go right. right ahead into it. Drug use among youth, facts and statistics. Now, every time I read something like this, I take it with a grain of salt because yeah. this is stuff that is reported. Yeah. And- 
tell me what you think. I honestly think that the numbers are probably 25 to 50% off, meaning that they're probably higher than what's actually reported. Oh, 100%. Underreporting yeah. is huge. Oh, yeah. No, no. I so, so youth drug abuse is high profile public concern with at least one in eight teenagers abusing an illicit substance in the last year. I think it's three, three to eight, four to eight. Yeah, no, I, I would say half. I'd say half. I go with half. Drug use amongst eighth graders. Remember, eighth graders increased yep. 61% from 2016. Dude, eighth grade? I didn't even know what drugs were yet. Well, I knew, a different but culture I, too. Uh, yeah, 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 well, that's true. Like, if I was ever <laughs> under the influence of anything, I'd get my ass beaten. <laughs> yeah, I'd get, I'd get buried. I'd, I'd be dead. 86% of teenagers know someone, okay, that's stupid, someone who smokes, drinks, and uses... Well, whatever. whatever. Overdose deaths amongst 15 to 24-year-olds. Mm -hmm. 15 to 24-year-olds. That is a big part of growing up right there. Oh, yeah. Right? Uh, all OD deaths, 4,777. The current numbers. The, and these are the current numbers. Yeah, okay. In 2019, well, this was 2019, right? So yeah. they're around 5,000. Yeah, I mean, it's it's unbelievable that that it, it's, well, it shouldn't be unbelievable, but but these social services that are supposed to work for these kids is failing them. I mean, I'm sure our listeners have stories of their own you know, in their respective communities or states or wherever, that the utter failure is there. You know, they they they, they see it, they witness it, and it frustrates them. Just like how, uh, you know, I was frustrated today yep. seeing the broken system. Yes. And even this kid saying it is so fucked up. And I was like, you know what? I don't disagree. So the kid, like I said, he's he's between a rock and a hard place with a brick wall on both sides. Yeah. And he's probably seeing that Officer Iman wants to help. Yeah. He's probably seeing I, Iman wants to help. And some people in the DCF community want to help. And others are just like, yeah, fuck this kid. Well, that's what, the, you know, his counselor, uh, who took five months of not talking to this kid, um, like today for, for the counselor to say, well, I don't, I don't think you, this officer needs to be part of this oh, part of the conversation. Well, probably because if, I mean, after my flip out session and you know, I, I left the meeting, I said, all right, well, all right, well, you guys have what I know and see you later. And, and I told the director, oh, I'll, I'll, and I'll talk to you when I, when I come back. Yeah. So he, uh, <laughs> so I show up at the, uh, at the group home today uh, just to uh, kind of interact with the kids and stuff like that. And he came up to me and he, he was like, dude, thank you. He's like, you said what I've been meaning to say no shit. for years. And I couldn't because of the position I'm in. I was like, well, here's the thing. You, you, got, you got to do right by the kids, right? I mean, here's the thing. Guilty is guilty. Evil is evil. This, this, this. But there's at, at certain points though, where you know a kid is a certain way because of the way they were, their upbringing, kids at this young age can turn their lives around. Of course they can. It all depends though. It all depends on the environmental factors that come to them, such as DCF not doing their job or yeah. DCF actually yeah. doing their job yeah. and turning, helping them to turn their lives around. Uh, for example, there's this entire family that I'm dealing with where the kids, they're, they're all assholes. I mean, they're just, but they're, they're heroin babies, right? Yeah. They, they were born to addict parents and all that. And the grandmother took them in because the parents have no custody whatsoever. And grandma's trying to do whatever she can. Yeah, and, and she's ill-equipped to deal with two kids that are emotionally and chemically <laughs> unstable as a result. So 
I got them connected with, well, me and my team got them connected with close to 12 to 13 social services. Wow. Not just DCF. DCF was already working with them. Now, this DCF worker, actually, I like because this DCF worker wants to do the right thing and have the kids actually removed from grandma, even though grandma's doing everything right, which I do agree. She's ill-equipped because she's grandma. She's an old lady. Right. She can't handle these two young guys to remove them and put them in a special program just for them. I agree with that. And I think these kids would do better. But those 11 or so agencies... They all pulled out because they said, no, 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 this is too much for the kid. Uh, we can't handle these kids. I was like, what? We can't handle these kids. I was like, this is your fucking job. You know what? You know how I, I'm a really deep thinker, right? Mm -hmm. You know how I like to take a step back and kind of work, think backwards, right? And I, I don't mean that in like, you know, I'm an idiot. Think yeah, backwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. Think going backwards. What's the foundational issue? Yeah. And I always come back to a lot of these issues come back to a lack of imagination. Oh, yeah. And a lack of education. Yeah. And what I mean by that, I'm not talking about, Oh, I got a bachelor's. No. What I mean by that is the imagination and the education tied together with actual statistics. So like missing and abducted children, for example, mm -hmm. right? Every 40 seconds, I'm reading this on a website here, child safety Los Angeles criminal lawyer pro, right? Every 40 seconds, a child goes missing or is abducted in the United States. Every 40 seconds. Mm -hmm. So we've been on for, what, 25 minutes. You do the math. Yeah. Okay? Approximately 840,000 children are reported missing each year. Mm -hmm. Close to a million. Mm -hmm. And the FBI estimates that between 85 and 90% of these children, they're reported missing, dude. So think about that. While most, what does it say here? While most reports of missing or abducted children are solved within hours, many involve situations where a child goes missing permanently or for an extended period of time, right? I would say, again, back to the to the to to those numbers, that 840 is probably closer to a million, mm -hmm. right? And 85 and 90% of these children is probably much lower. What happens to these kids when they go missing or abducted? And the other part of educating the public mm -hmm. is we should show them what it's like, show them the numbers, show them the statistics of how predators can condition and recruit these kids. Oh, absolutely. Because who's to say that a lot of these kids that are abducted and end up coming back within two days haven't been sexually abused, yeah. haven't been emotionally abused, yeah. drugged, hooked on shit, yeah. you name it. Because that's the that's the lack of imagination that I'm talking well, about. Well, that's that's you know that's that's always a concern of ours as cops is we we think of the human trafficking aspect of of the kids that go missing like this constantly, which you know you 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 talk about. And there's two million a year worldwide. Yeah, this is just the United States that yeah. he's talking about. Yep. Yep. I mean, I, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, I agree. Yeah, they're resolved within hours because, again, like, for example, this kid that right, we have, right. you know, he goes, sees his queen and comes back and that's it. But again, though, it still gets labeled as a missing slash endangered kid right. because it involves a kid. And what's to say, like you said, other situations where kids are missing for a couple of days, they come back, but they don't tell you shit. They don't tell you where, where they've been, what they've been doing, whatever. I want to just so to expand on these numbers a little bit, just to give people a little bit of reality. Yeah. Right. The 2 million that go missing every year. That was wrong of me to say that mm. there's 2 million children worldwide that are sold into sex slavery. Yeah. Every year. Yeah. So that's not kids that are found within a couple hours. No, that's no, not no, a kid no, no, going no, no. to the 2 million are the ones that they describe as permanently missing. Right. Yeah. So 
put these numbers, take these things into consideration and think about. Well, that's it. When, when you, when, I, when we do, you know, when I did a couple uh, child porn cases, when I was up at uh, major crimes with uh, my partners and, you know, we work collectively together on these things and you see some of the pictures of these kids and how, what positions they're in. I mean, it's fucking yes. disturbing as hell to yeah. see. Yeah. And, and you're just, I, I'll never forget one of the, uh, one of our detectives, we, we made a major arrest uh, with, uh, with Homeland security uh, over this guy. He had three towers of, uh, of terabytes of fucking pictures and videos of child, you know, child rape and all that shit. What, so, what do you mean? Three towers yeah, of towers. terabytes? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like three towers. Yeah. Is he away? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, he's he's gone. <laughs> he's gone for the rest of his natural born life. But um, but and I'm talking this is like years ago. Yeah. But one thing that I'll never forget is like you know, uh, again, we're cops who have a dark sense of humor because that's the only way we can really right. uh, manage through this shit. But this dude had this uh, part of the evidence. He had this old school briefcase, right? The one with like the three numbers on each side. Yeah, and yeah. You click it like you know, really old school. Yeah. So. One of my uh, fellow detectives uh, grabs it and kind of snickered. He's like, oh, my God, some of these fucking pictures in here, man. And he opens up the briefcase. I'm like, holy shit. And it, it's literally little kids in these positions that you'd be like, what the fuck? And, and again, we, we kind of nervously laughed. We're like, holy right, fuck. Right, like, right. you know, it's like that is so fucked up. But that's somebody's kid. That's That's, you know mom and dad reported kidnapped, missing, whatever, and now they're being used as that. We're on the topic of children. Yeah. I want to piss you off now. Oh, go ahead. This is on Breitbart, so it's not, it's an article, it's publicly out there. Yeah. It's been confirmed. Okay. Academics speak out for Old Dominion University professor put on leave after defending pedophiles. I think I've seen that article. I might have sent it to you. <laughs> you probably did. Dude, you and your midnight shift. I wake up in the morning and, dude, you already get my blood pressure going. <laughs> I'm thinking of you. I want you to work out harder when you wake up. Motherfucker. <laughs> Professors from around the country are defending Old Dominion University professor Alan Walker, who was put on leave after claiming that sexual attraction to children is not always immoral. And that he wants to investigate, uh, I'm sorry, he wants to destigmatize pedophiles by referring to them as minor attracted persons, MAPS for short. There was also a petition created. It, it keeps going. There was a petition created to reinstate Walker, claiming that backlash over the professor is based on nothing more than misinformation and stigma all fueled by individuals' desire to virtue signal their hatred of pedophilia rather than support evidence-backed child protection initiatives and research. Are you fucking kidding me? What, what the- is next? Well, What is next, Ivan? Here's the thing. Like it, this, uh, people don't realize that the... Uh, the money that is in child trafficking is in the billions upon billions of a dollars month. a month. Yeah. Uh, more lucrative than drugs. Um, and 
there are some very powerful people behind behind it. it. Absolutely, that's it, not conspiracy. No, that's not tinfoil. No, fuck no, it's nope. that's fact. There's some powerful people behind it, and uh, Epstein didn't hang himself. I'm gonna say that again. <laughs> and uh, you know, and and to me, that was like the big best biggest cover up. You know, for oh, of protect, course to protect quote unquote these powerful people. Shit you know, bags. and exactly, and their day will come. Their, Their day, day will, will come. Will come. The reason why I'm bringing all this up, it ties directly back to these DCF agents, yep. right? These DCF workers who don't realize that when they don't give a shit and they don't talk to somebody for five months, somebody that's so, they're growing, their minds are growing, they're in a different brain well, state. And they need, and, and those kids need a mentor, a father figure, mother figure, like something that they're missing in their lives. If a child in a good, happy, healthy household that's 15, needs that attention. Imagine a child that's gone through trauma for its entire life. Oh, no, I, 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 <laughs> I 100% agree. And it's, 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 it's kind of crazy to me that uh, somebody who takes a position as a DCF worker and just doesn't give a shit. That's why I think it's incumbent upon us especially people like us who are a police officers mm -hmm. B we're in the podcast space. We have a lot of followers. We need to get people to listen to this shit. Mm -hmm. We need to get people to expose some of these numbers. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree. And, and it's like, but here's the thing. Like I was just looking right now, I was looking for the, uh, for the information on a uh, politician, uh, Matt Gates out of Florida. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah, he, like, I'm, I'm looking to see, or, no, it's not him, but some rep, uh, uh, some Congress individual, it's not him, it's somebody else, though, um, who is nearly, like, an open pedophile type guy, like, he would, I don't know if you've seen the stories, I don't know if it's a Florida rep or DC rep or somebody, um, that he'd openly talk about it, and you're like, dude, you're a fucking rep, like you're a representative. That wasn't Matt Gates. No, no, it wasn't Matt Gates. It was somebody else. I'm trying to think of who it was. I in in Congress. In Congress. And they were openly talking and, and, about and pedophilia. Were, oh yeah, yeah, openly talking about pedophilia. And you're well, like, what the fuck is that's wrong? That's that whole culture, dude. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, you know what? Like when they when they when they say when they say uh, 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 what do you call it? They when they openly talk like that, and others get behind them. That should be a concern. Not only do they not get behind them, but others don't turn around and go, what the fuck did you just say? Exactly. Like, it, it's fucked up. So, here's a movie called Sound of, Sound of Freedom. Okay. I've been dying and trying to find this thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and Google it again tonight, right? Okay. Jim Caviezel. Oh, okay. Did I say that right? Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll go with that. <laughs> Before the shooting of the film, spent several days shadowing Tim Ballard and learning about Operation Underground Railroad's operations. So that he was able to go to Latin America and witness an operation led by Ballard himself. Mm. Now, this Tim Ballard, Operation Underground, the United States-based nonprofit whose stated goal is to assist government agencies in the rescue of human trafficking and sex trafficking victims. Yeah. With a special focus on children. Yeah. I saw a documentary on this. It wasn't even a movie. So the, the Operation Underground Railroad, you can- uh, I have heard of it. You've, you've probably seen, or yeah. maybe I've sent you clippets of it or something. Yeah. Guys, Google it and watch the documentary. It's astounding how crazy it is. But there was also a movie that's coming out, or it's been in production, and for some reason it keeps getting kicked back, hmm, called The Sound of Freedom. And these things, people, like, 
I remember having family members actually watching these things and they were going, oh my God, we didn't know. We didn't know. And okay, for a lot of, a lot of people, I get it. Their heads are in the sand naturally, mm-hmm. right? They're not observers like we are. Mm-hmm. They didn't know. No. They, but it's incumbent upon us to make them know. Well, that's the thing. Again, eyes open, right? Your, your eyes need to be open. So, okay, I fi- hey, I found who it was. Okay. Uh, this guy, Nathan Larson, who still lives with his parents. What? Yeah. He's pro-incest pedophilia and rape. And he's running for Congress from his house. Okay, so he, he he's not an exact, he didn't, I don't think he got elected, but that's who was running for Congress. This guy was openly talking about this shit. Look at, look at how, oh my God, look at how biased Google is. Go ahead. Ready? Nathan Daniel, the first thing they say, is an American white supremacist. Well, he does, uh, actually, he does say, um, that white supremacy is a system that works and Hitler was a good thing for Germany. Okay, so that's legit. He, he, he does. <laughs> <laughs> he is advocated for curtailing women's rights and decriminalizing child sexual abuse and incest. Exactly. Quasi-neuroactionary libertarian. Whatever that is. Larson was expelled from the Libertarian Party in Virginia. <laughs> good. See, that's it. 2017, he was okay, expelled. Okay, so he was expelled. Okay, okay but, I have a question for you. Yeah. Look at this fucking guy. No, he, he looks like a fucking level three. He does. Oh, he looks like it. You look at him and you're like, what the fuck? Now, this guy was running for office. He didn't make you, it. You know, one thing I'll say, he's got pretty lips. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Guys in jail would like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. You got a purred of mouth. <laughs> I ain't got no hair in it. Yeah, no. I, yeah, exactly. yeah, I don't. He, he did not get into Congress, but, but here's my look at this fucking picture of him right there. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Dude, he looks freaky as fuck. Dude. You, you know what he tells me right there? Yeah. I have warrants. What? Dude, 100%. <laughs> he's already wearing the orange and white fucking yes. jumpsuit. <laughs> That's like, holy shit, dude. So, but but here's, here's kind of, again, the problem I have with this is why are they even entertaining this fucker? Exactly. And why is he not under some severe investigation? It goes from that to why is a university... A well-known university, yeah, a renowned university, defending this guy, yeah. No, but again, it goes back to the failures of these systems that we have in place, such as DCF, exactly, to try to uh, protect these kids from predators like that. You know what we should do, and officers listening to us should do, is get a little coalition of officers in your neighborhood or state or county or wherever you are, and go kill them. Well, aside from that, <laughs> deny, deny, deny. <laughs> we never talk about those things. <sighs> Detective. No, we, ne- no, we never, do. <laughs> never, never do. We should get people together, officers. Yeah. Get, there's an astounding amount of information on, on, on the internet about all of this stuff. Oh, fuck yeah, there is. And do a little, everybody's talking about, oh, you're uneducated. Let's educate even the DCF people. Let's educate them I bet them you, here's the thing, I bet you they know, but their eyes are closed to it because they want to do the bare minimum. Why put my name, quote, why put my name out there um, unless, you know, because it's going to ruin my stats or it's going to ruin my credibility because if I'm not able to save this kid, it's not going to look good on me. Well, guess what? As cops, as detectives, I take cases all the time. Do I win some? I lose some. 
right? Some, I have no probable cause. I, I may know that that's the fucking asshole that did it, but you know what? I don't have enough to put handcuffs on him, so I have to table it. It right. is what it is. Right. All right? You just, at some point, though, months down the road, I'll catch a break and be like, ah, there we go. I got what I needed. Now I'm going to go and lock this fucker up. But yeah. it doesn't mean I give up. Well, that's the thing. You're not going to give up. It's no. That, it's that Bushido. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> right? Last episode we talked about. Right? Yeah. It's that. People need to realize. And, and half people, we're at 39 minutes in the show, right? And I think I'm recording the clip. Half people realize that if you fail children from the DCF level, yeah. if you know somebody that's failed children in the DCF level or any kind of social services, have them think about a child that you failed. Have them think about maybe now, because you failed, they're tied up in a basement, getting sexually, physically, emotionally abused. Yeah. Screaming for their mommies. Not even, even their mommies fucking doing the abuse. But it, you know what I mean? You know what I'm I saying? Go, yeah, I get what you mean. I think people need to think of that. Yeah. And people need to, if anybody does anything with this clip, send it out to people yeah. and realize that people are fucked. Yeah. People do suck and there is pure evil out there. Oh yeah, no, 100%. I mean, they're, they're, fuck, we, we face it all the time. And, and, you know, people just don't realize that the shit we see is reality. And that's why I called out DCF today. I'm like, all right, fine. You want to play fucking games? This is what's going to happen. Yep. You know, and, and clearly they didn't like that because uh, later on the director was laughing and saying, hey, uh, yeah, they wanted me to talk to you to make sure you, that you understood their position. I'm like, yeah, their position is they're fucking lazy. That's the position. Let's bring it back down even more fundament, fund, fundamentally and foundationally. Okay. DCF is publicly funded, correct? Yes. That means that's taxpayer money. Yeah. If there's any taxpayers out there right now, they should be going into their DCF offices and saying, how are you treating X, Y, and Z? Absolutely. Demand public accountability. But here's the thing, though. This is what's great. They have qualified immunity. Doesn't matter. But, but, that, but that's what cracks me up, though. Is oh, yeah. the they, movement, they have it. Well, the movement of, <laughs> let's take away qualified immunity cops <laughs> yeah. and, and doctors, firefighters, whatever. But let's leave that alone. Where they have, I think, is probably the most important job in the state. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I, I more, agree with more, you. More than ours. I agree with you 100%. Because they have literally, literally, children's lives in their hands. I think the public needs to hold private institutions accountable. It needs to hold especially public institutions, institutions accountable. Yeah. Things like even public, uh, private uh, uh, Old Dominion yeah. University. Yeah. Why, in God's name, is there not... 500 people outside of Old Dominion right now protesting well, here, peacefully. Like you said, they all need to be held accountable. So uh, I recently actually kind of a little sidetrack from DCF, but it kind of ties it all together still. Uh, had this clip one class and uh, this uh, uh, retired cop was doing it. He's a de he was a deputy chief out in Arizona. No, he was a commander out in Arizona, uh, which is equivalent to a major, he told us. And he did this all-out study on uh, police and police culture and all of that. Really well in-depth study. Um, but here's like here's what's cr what cracks me up. I think you know talking to KP in our last episode about illegal quotas and the bullshit inside the police culture. Um, he was talking about how an officer was told by his superiors that you need to stop illegals. 
and get and arrest them. Hold on, hold on. Cop asks, or how am I supposed to know they're illegal? Yeah. His answer from the higher ups: If they're Hispanic, pull them over. Yeah, exactly. And I still can't believe this fucking happens this day and age uh, as, as police officers. And the kid almost got written up because he challenged that. And he's and it's like, I couldn't believe they were going to put pen to, because I would love, yeah, put that fucking pen to paper. That way uh, yeah. I could fucking yep. sue you guys for everything possible. Because the kid- Fire the, me. Yeah, this, this young cop was like, uh, we work on something called probable cause. I have no probable cause to pull over a Hispanic family. Like there's oh no reason. Oh my to. god! But that. But again, this was recent. This is yeah. This is a recent. This is a study this cop did. So I'll, I'll tell you offline some more about it. Yeah. But no, I don't want to know more. No, no, no. You you need to read it. You need to read it. So here's the thing. This is where it ties in. Somebody in the hierarchy of Department of Children Services uh, up there is making some of these decisions mm-hmm. that roll downhill to the lowest fucking counselor, social worker, or whatever, mm-hmm. and the social worker doesn't have the balls to or stand stones up. to stand up and say, no, I can't do that for this kid. Going to sound a little tinfoil here, but tell me what you think. A lot of these people in these high positions, even in places like DCF, or even in places like police departments that refuse to prosecute on things like this, are probably in on the game. Well, how many times... Well. Here's what's funny. Not not just not prosecute, but those who prosecute heavily are in on the game. That New York DA, New York City DA that uh, that ended up getting locked up for uh, for uh, 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 sex trafficking, where he prosecuted all the sex trafficking cases in New York City. And the fuck was getting off on it. And the fuck, exactly. I forget his name, but I, I still remember some New York City DA uh, uh, got caught, essentially, uh, by his own people. Running a sex slave ring. Perfect cover. But that's what I mean. So so it's like these agencies, whether you're police, fire, DCF, fucking whatever, the boots on the ground have to speak up. Yes. Right? The boots on the ground have to say, I'm fucking sick and tired of these bullshit policies because I can't do my job as a result. Yep. Lazy ass fucking DCF workers who don't contact their kid for five months, do not deserve even an iota of respect. I'll tell you right now, they have, that dude has, does not have Zero. my respect. Zero. Yeah. Zero. I fucking went off on him. Zero. The problem is you wasted your words because you're not going to get through to people like that. Well, I th- well, here's the thing. I got through to them because now they're scared of what I'm going to do next because they were worried. I wonder... This is just kind of spitballing. I wonder if you took an incident like that and made a police report on it, it becomes public record. Oh, I I am actually. Now it's all all my all anything that I do with meetings or whatever I put in a report. Yeah, it's all. And you're not exposing. Well, what kind of? That's what I'm saying. Is it a police report or is it like an internal report? My reports are not so much internal. I, I'm willing to give it out. Is it, Can I freedom of information it? Probably, because I'm not giving up any information, really. Right, okay. So I'm not really, uh, especially when it comes to juveniles and certain other things, uh, these types of internal memos, I guess, if you call it, yeah. that I do, yeah. uh, just more CYA on my units end, just to right. say, hey, we fucking talked to this asshole director, right. and they did X, Y, and Z. 
That way, should something come down, I could hold up this said memo and say, hey, this is the fucking meeting I just had with them two days ago. I've been trying. I've tried. I've this. I've that. Yep. Here it is. Yep. I think we need to take this stuff to a next level. It needs to go up to state reps. Yep. It needs to go up to governor's offices. This is where people, they forget the power that we have as civilians. Yeah. Forget about being a police officer. Yeah. The power that we have as a civilian, we control the government. But here's the thing, though. As, as police officers, though, we have a leg up because we know the right people to talk to versus uh, yeah. Joe Citizen that really doesn't understand enough to move forward. They, they have the best intentions, but they contact the wrong, the wrong individuals. Right, right. You know, where we were like, yeah, I'm not talking to this fucking state rep because that state rep is an asshole or this right. is an asshole. I'm going to talk to this one because this one gets the job. You know, that that's our leg up in the game, which that's why I said, I don't mind being the voice for this kid, you know, uh, in terms of his failed DCF worker. Like, I don't mind. Get that DCF worker out of there. Give him another fucking job somewhere else doing nothing, but yeah. get people pay these DCF workers well. So it's kind of like law enforcement, how people aren't going into law enforcement now because they're like, I'm going to get in on this for fucking 40 grand a year. Yeah. What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to, do, to, do, to wear what? Fucking 4,000 different hats. Right. One of them being a social worker and, all of a sudden. And almost get shot, almost get fucking killed, get massive yeah. PTSD, fucking yeah. addictions, bad relationships. Yeah, that's worth 40, 50, 60 grand a year. Yeah, right? No. No, no. Pay police officers, but pay the DCF, pay the public servants well. They have very important jobs. They have very important jobs, dude. Yeah. One of the most important jobs. Yeah that you could possibly imagine with kids. Yeah, and it, again, exactly. all this stuff that has to do with kids, it rolls uphill, it rolls downhill. Yep. It all has an effect on our future. You know what? I, I would love to hear stories from other police officers across the country. Project Sapien yeah. 2020 at gmail.com. Email us. Send me fucking info. I would love to blast these fucks out, you know, just to show that it is a fucking problem nationwide. Like I know it is. It's one of our biggest problems, man. Yeah. These exactly. kids need help. Yep. They're running away. They're getting addicted. They're getting abused. You name it. Yep. Get in people's fucking faces. Yep. 100%. I mean, I know you were going to piss me off, man, but. <laughs> I told you, man, I, I had quite the fucking week. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we want to say thank you for listening. Check out our website, projectsapient.org. defeated. Holy shit. I am. I'm tired, bro. <laughs> Project Sapien 2020 at gmail.com. We want to say thank you to our supporters. Let me turn it up so I can get a little bit more angry. <laughs> yes. Our supporters. <laughs> Vector Shields, Gym Junkies, Havoc Journal, Second Mission, Live Boston, Wellness for Warriors, OD Kit, Eagle Eye, Firearms, Gun Track, Hule Law, Fit Cops, and 22 Mohawks. Oh, join operations too. Listen to our TikTok. Say, uh... Say something stupid on TikTok for everybody next week. Okay, I will. <laughs> I'll, I'll think of something. <laughs> Guys, we love you. Stay safe. Stay safe, man.